Good morning, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. Today, Alexis is not here, unfortunately, but you do have me, which is amazing. But I think even more exciting to all of y'all is today I have Cohen with us. (laughs) What's up, everyone? (laughs) And if you can tell by today's title, Cohen and I are here to essentially record like our our pride episode we want to have some discussions and answer some questions i posted on my story on my instagram to give you guys the space to ask some questions obviously in a respectful way but i was like ask the questions that you're scared to ask like we can have open conversations about it um and obviously a lot of them were directed at me in general but we wanted to bring cohen on here because of course you can't have a pride episode without cohen So he's going to answer some of them too, and we're just going to have some discussions because this is the last Sunday of Pride Month, and so I wanted to make sure that we squeezed this in here during this month because I think it's super, super important to have these conversations, and I'm hoping that this sheds some light on the things that you guys had questions about or just don't know or you just are nosy and wanted more information (laughs) because I know a lot of them were like, obviously directed at me and like how long this has been a thing and just more questions on my journey because Cohen's whole channel, if you are subscribed to him on YouTube, he's very open and has talked a lot about his transition and whatnot, but I feel like my stuff, people have a lot of questions about. So yeah, I'm excited. Let's answer them. Let's answer them. If you are new here though, Cohen is my boyfriend. Do you want to give like, give an intro for yourself? Yeah. So I am Cohen. Obviously, Marissa said I am Marissa's boyfriend. Um, 29 years old, actually about to be 30. In two in days. In two days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go to school for cybersecurity. I have my last two classes and I finally graduate. Woo. Uh, I actually just got a new job at Starbucks. Woo. So that's been fun. And then, um, yeah, so. I think the most important thing that you have to mention is, is that you're a trans man. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm a trans man. <laughs> That's why he's here on the Pride episode. <laughs> <laughs> totally trans man, yes. And then you said sign. My sign is uh, Gemini. So mm. why do you make that face every single time? Because it's just it's just a lot. Geminis are awesome. No, you're not. But <laughs> 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 the Sagittarius and Gemini duo, though, are like amazing, I will say. We looked it up. I think it was like our first little date and whatnot, and we like researched it heavily. And mm. it was like, you're very compatible in all areas, except like confrontation and arguments. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, y'all need to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> because I am the air and you're the fire, and I would just keep airing. Your yeah, fire. you just fuel me and yeah. then we blow up. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But that's a little, yeah, a little bit on Cohen, and we're basically just going to go through, in no specific order, the questions that y'all asked on my Instagram, and we're just going to talk about it, because I'm excited, and y'all asked some really good questions, and I'm excited for Cohen to add his two cents, or just to, like, answer as well. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to add that we're also recording this the day after Pride, mm. and I kind of want to touch on that first. I feel like a little story time, or, like, I don't know, I just want to chat about... Pride Festival. Obviously, we live in Columbus, Ohio, and we went to the Stonewall Pride Festival and whatnot yesterday. And it was the first one that Cohen got to go to since top surgery. So, of course, he had his chest on full display. Like, how was it? How was was your your feelings yesterday? It was insane. It was a lot of fun. And I just, I don't know, I felt very euphoric. 
Mm -hmm. and was just I felt I don't know I felt very masculine and just uh I don't know very pleased with like everything that was going on you Mm -hmm. know I mean whenever we were walking away and that one guy was like hey daddy and I like turned (laughs) I know I was like since when do you answer to daddy (laughs) someone just says daddy in public and he's like yep they're talking to me (laughs) we need to talk about that (laughs) and I turned and he held up a hot dad sign and I was just like yeah I was like can I take a picture with that so like it just felt great like you know and then obviously right before going to pride you know I called I FaceTime my mother and I was on FaceTime with her and um you know just talking about showing our outfits and like getting ready to leave and my mom said I looked very handsome and of course like in the moment I was like I wanted to cry but I was like needing to get everything ready so like finally when I was in the car just chilling and like relaxed and like brought it back up again. I was like, my mom said I looked handsome, and like I just teared up and like started crying a little bit. So I don't know. It's just like little moments like that that like means a lot to like trans individuals of like having somebody that you looked up to and respected so much, and then has like you know kind of accepted you and like loved you and stuff. So mm-hmm. it felt great. It felt great to be like that at Pride and you know having that full display i would say that i felt naked because <laughs> i'm still in a sense not really 100 percent used to it just yet but yeah i think at the same time i yeah I, it, it was amazing and it felt great and then we got home and he was getting ready for bed and he put on his sleep shirt and he was like i forgot to put my bra on and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts There's, it's just like routine at yeah, that point you're just, just like <laughs> You get into a routine for damn near almost 30 years. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, you, I forgot to put my bra on. And then I was like, I don't have a chest anymore, so. Yeah, he still calls them his boobs. And I'm like, you don't have boobs. (laughs) I have have pecs. You have pecs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Never called them pecs before. They've always been called boobs. I know. It's funny. And I love it. (laughs) I had fun yesterday as well. I thought my outfit turned out so good. I was so nervous about it. Yeah. Why were you so nervous about it? I don't know. It's just like, I was just nervous. I didn't know if I was going to like look good and whatnot, but I think it looked really good. And I had so much fun like twirling around in my little skirt all day. (laughs) And it was just so colorful. And I loved it. Yeah. And I loved being with you all day and like hyping you up. And it was just good. Yeah. See, I would say that's probably the best thing about like us with the Sagittarius and the Gemini. Is like throughout that whole day, you know, I kept looking at you and I was like, baby, you're so sexy. <laughs> and like just airing your like fire and then doing the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a great day. It was a really good day. And today we're tired. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> My body has been nothing but like just hurting at the moment. So. Uh, well, I woke up. I let you sleep in an extra two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed that extra two hours. But, yeah, yesterday was so exciting, and we definitely just wanted to touch on it because it's the day after Pride. So, Mm. I hope everyone who did go to Pride this year had fun. I hope everybody stayed safe. I was actually very shocked and surprised. I didn't see one single, like, protester. Oh, yeah. I was going to – I was surprised as well, too. Like, I expected to see a lot. Yeah, I expected to see more this year than I have in years past. Yeah. And I remember in years past, I used to see so many. Like, there would be – they would just be, like, outlining – like a whole street or the outside or something mm-hmm. and i didn't see a single like anything yeah and it was amazing yeah so i bet you there was there but it, i think they only are allowed to like be at certain 
spots or certain maybe places. and we just didn't go to those spots but yeah. either way it was just even better to not see that like it was truly just a day just for pride and like happiness and like feeling accepted and safe and whatnot because i didn't see any of that other stuff mm-hmm. we were just there for a good time and that was important i think I said this is going to be in no specific order, so we're just starting at the bottom and we will work our way through. So if it seems jumbled, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But the first question that I got asked was, did my journey start in my sorority and was I like hiding it in any way? And this whole Q&A is going to be really interesting for me. (laughs) Let me just start that off. There's like a weird part that I agree with, like, for example, when Cohen says, you know, I've always been Cohen. It's just taking me this long to like come out and like figure it out and like be 100% them. So half of me wants to be like, no, it didn't start in my sorority because I've always been like this. It's just something that hasn't come fully to light yet. So at the same time that I was always this way, quote unquote, I will say that being in the sorority and not anything, you know, attached to the sorority itself, because I feel like that's kind of like a weird stereotype or stigma, obviously. Like, being around all those girls, did it make you... No, like, that wasn't it. (laughs) It just did align in that regard, where when I started to join the sorority, I just started to, like, notice things about myself, and people started bringing things up and, like, asking me questions, and then it was really kind of in front of me. And I had to kind of, like, face that at that point. So, yeah, I've always kind of, like, said my, like, journey, quote-unquote, of realizing it started in like that 2018 and around that area on the same token did i know when i was with my ex yes and this is also kind of going with the last question so that's even better what kind of prompted it really which is kind of like funny in hindsight (laughs) but what kind of prompted it was when i met my ex at a party but i remember that they didn't originally come up and talk to me that night like i went up and talked to them and like later on weeks later something like that months later i had asked like well why didn't you come up and talk to me and they replied that it was because they thought i was like gay or like bi or whatever and i was just like what and that was really the tipping point like to me that was so shocking and I like latched onto that for something for some reason I was just like why why would you think that like was I doing something like was it what I was wearing because like I feel like I looked like all my friends like I I couldn't let go of that and then I ended up asking like literally every single person and I would bring it up in like this funny casual way where I'd be like oh my gosh like you never guess like what this person said like can you believe this and I would like tell it to them to try to get their reaction to see if like they would say the same thing or if they'd be like no literally like or what are they like talking about like I was trying to get everybody's opinion on if they thought that same thing because I don't know like that's really what started the thought process for me I mean, in some cases, whenever you, like, meet in certain individuals, you can tell in a certain way of, like, how they act. Like, I am very good at, like, reading people. The the gaydar, if you will. No, I'm not good at gaydar. Like, I'm good at reading people. Mm. And a lot of people that I can read is, like, their movements, the way they look at you, the way they smile, the way that they, like, talk, and, like, certain things along those lines. And, like, you read how they interact with other people, and you can always tell when that person is like either a like either attractive or not attracted to that person so if you were to have found like you know a really pretty girl or a really pretty guy 
you may have given off a different vibe towards that person Mm. and other people can see that i don't know I think one of their reasons, like my ex's reasons was, which confused me. Cause I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> but I think they said something like, well, I don't know. It was just like, you were just, you know, dancing and singing all night and just like the way that you like acted. But I'm like, so like, I'm not allowed to dance and sing. And like, but that's how I took it at the time. Cause I don't, not that obviously being perceived in that way was upsetting to me, but I was just like, I don't know at that point it had never crossed my mind in something that I had to actually sit with. Like, I'm, obviously, we've unpacked that it has, like, subconsciously throughout my life because I've always been this way. But, like, consciously having to sit with that thought, like, ate me up for, like, months after that. And I was just, like, what am I doing that's giving this kind of vibe? Like, because I'm, I'm not, like, purposefully doing anything. Well, let me ask you a question. Whenever you said it ate you up and, like, you were just, in my sense, it's going to be, like, you were worried that other people were able to see it. But, like, did you want to change, like, what you were doing, or? At that time, no. Like, I know I kept doing what I was doing, but I was just really confused about why people were seeing me in that light. Like, why was my mannerisms and whatever coming off as this, like, well, I just thought you were gay. And I'm like, well, what am I doing? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, what is gay about dancing and, like, singing or, like, I don't know, like, little things like that. Or I guess the way that I dressed at that time to me, like, I just dressed with things that I thought, like, looked good. Or, like, I would see other people wearing. I'm like, oh, I like that outfit. So, like, I would wear that. But, and then it just ended up being very, like, queer-coded and I didn't know it. Like, I had always worn my Converse and Vans and, like, with cuff jeans. And, like, I like to cuff my little arms or whatever. So, it was, like, just gay 101 or, like, bi, like, that typical, stereotypical, like, like outfits and stuff. So, like, that's what I like to wear. Or, like, I had my nose pierced and then, like... Well, one, this is kind of like also funny, but I, (laughs) I got my nipples pierced in college (laughs) and I've never like obviously said anything like that on my channel. I didn't like vlog it, duh, but like people would notice in like some of my pictures if like they were showing or something like that. And I got so many DMs from people being like, do you, do you have your tatas pierced? And I'd be like, yeah, like that's okay. (laughs) So it's not anything that I've like said, but obviously I guess that's very like queer like I don't things that I didn't like know I guess that were very like queer coded I was doing subconsciously I was so interested in what was giving gay vibes for me because I like I wasn't doing anything intentionally to do that Mm -hmm. so I was just like what is it like what am I doing is it the outfit is it this like do I not dance like that like I don't know like I don't like what is this or I don't know I don't to answer your question like I'm not sure if it was like scared that people would know because at that point I had never like consciously come to that conclusion. So like it definitely wasn't that, but I don't know. I just like sat on that forever. And I literally asked every person, like all of my littles, all of my like best friends, like I'd bring it up to anybody that would fucking listen to me. I'd be like, oh my gosh, this person said this. Do you think that? (laughs) I'm like, I need to know what everybody thinks. (laughs) And I don't know why. Well, I will say the thing that's different is that typically when other people, um, you know, are like bi or gay or something and they don't want to come out to other people because they're worried and concerned that they will perceived more as the opposite of whatever it is that they're trying to be. So like if it's a girl trying and knows that they're gay. So for me, whenever I was younger, I knew I was gay once I finally hit high school. And then I tried dressing girly to like not show it as much because I got bullied and picked on. Mm. So, you know, not- and I did go through like a really hyper feminine <clears throat> phase. So you're trying to push yourself to be more of that. Instead of giving off of this other vibe that everybody else like 
looks down on and thinks badly of at times so i don't know i just remember that's literally it like that is chapter one of the journey is like which again in hindsight is really funny but like if i don't know i feel like i'd end up here anyways it just like happened quicker or slower i guess depending on how you look at it but i feel like if he would not have said that line to me like i don't think that i would have started to be like am i is this a thing what am i doing I don't know. (laughs) The next question is, did I discuss my sexuality with my past partners? Um, And so at that time, again, I was never like in the beginning, beginning. So when he first mentioned that, like when we were talking kind of stage, I obviously wasn't like out because that wasn't a conclusion I had come to. I was just trying to like field responses. Okay. I was doing like (laughs) survey work (laughs) to figure this shit out. So I feel like at that time, most definitely no. But I remember in, I think it was only like a year or so later, but definitely in 2020 was when like I had a serious conversation with my past partner about it. And so they had always known. And I think obviously when they saw me at that party, they were like, yeah, she's a little fruity. And like, that's totally fine. And that obviously didn't bother him. And when I told him, like he didn't care and it wasn't even like a cold coming out thing. I just feel like, I feel like he obviously knew before I knew. (laughs) (laughs) so I was like I don't know so that conversation honestly wasn't like terrible it wasn't bad it wasn't like me having to like quote-unquote come out to him like he handled it swimmingly like it was totally fine there was nothing like wrong with it but at the time in the very beginning of the relationship no because I didn't even know that so it took about like a year or so for me to finally like sit with that with myself and be like yes I am queer and then like was open about that with a like, few select friends and him and whatnot. Um, next question is how do I define my sexuality and do I like to label your identity or like what is it and whatnot? So I answered this in Cohen's video actually. Mm-hmm. He did a whole video of like putting me in the hot seat and y'all asked questions on his Instagram stories. So at the time, like when I started questioning this back in like 2018, 2020 and whatnot, I just always thought I was like bi because uh, I don't know, I just felt like, you know, yeah, I like guys and girls, blah, blah, blah. But once I really started to like sit with it and then kind of dissect the people that I was like attracted to or like what was pulling me in certain directions and whatnot, like I just started to realize that it wasn't really tied to like the gender side of things. It was more about like the perceived and like the performed gender, which that's like a whole other thing (laughs) in terms of like what you are assigned at birth and what you identify as versus what you're performing um in i guess simplest terms of like if you're assigned let's say female at birth but then you identify as like let's say a trans man or even just he him you prefer he him pronouns but then your performance of that gender doesn't even have to match what you're identifying as. You can just perform gender however you want, which it would be dressing more masculine or more feminine and whatnot. So like I, when I broke it down into those three levels for myself, I realized that I didn't care what the assigned quote unquote gender was or sex. And then I wasn't really interested in even how people like identified themselves. Like I'm more so just attracted to like that performed part of it and like people and their own vibes and like how they make me feel and how I feel around them and like with them and like all of that was just way more important to me and that kind of led me more towards the pansexual side of things so that is where I'm sitting currently but I also don't really care for the labels in general um 
I would prefer that everybody's just like doing what they like to do and loving who they love to love and like I don't know just having a great time (laughs) I think that the labels kind of make it obviously more confusing because then you're having to put yourself in a box which I think a lot of the queer community the whole point of it is like living outside of that box and not wanting to be put in one but at the same time you're still putting yourself in a box by saying that like I don't want to be in that box so I don't know it's very meta (laughs) for me (laughs) but I like the whole fluidity of it in terms of like I don't have to be set in whatever I decide right now and like your sexuality can change and your preferences can change and like you're not tied down to whatever because obviously even Cohen's like instance like he used to be a lesbian like but you didn't have to stay that way now you're a trans man and now you're straight and like it just kind of I don't know it's just fluid Mm -hmm. and I prefer that aspect is just knowing that like I don't have to make this like harsh decision about who I am quote unquote it's just making decisions every day that I that move me closer in the direction that I want to be or that like make me happy and whatnot and if it changes and changes so I would say the thing that's like so weird about that is whenever I was a lesbian I wore basketball shorts that went all the way down to my kneecaps and then whenever I transitioned um I started wearing short shorts that damn near covers like literally less than half my thighs yeah, now you wear, like, five-inchers. Yeah, now I wear five-inch, like, basketball seams or, like, short shorts. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that and, you know, like, the thought process behind it. But, like, you know, typically in my mind, I thought men were wore, like, long shorts. And that's, like, what they were supposed to wear. But then whenever I transitioned, I found showing my legs off and doing those types of things of the things I didn't want to do whenever I was a lesbian, which is crazy and insane. But... I love being out of the box of that, of, like, when I was a female, you know, I wore those long shorts, and then now that I'm a man, I've worn short shorts. It's just different. I don't know. Like You just change it up. Yeah. Like, the gender expression a little bit mm-hmm. as well, too. And short shorts are coming way back in more now than anything. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. Which is perfect, but I don't know. I just, that's... The way that, you know, normally always women always wore, like, the short shorts, like, cheerleading shorts type thing. Mm-hmm. And then now men are doing it, too, which is great of, like, not putting short shorts in just the box for women. And yeah. And changing it up a bit, so. And, I mean, that goes kind of hand in hand with what I just said in terms of, like, non-labeling anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... And this is... It might be my own experience, and I guess we should have added this disclaimer at the beginning that, like anything that we're saying is our own thoughts and whatnot. Like we can't speak for the whole queer community or like trans community, et cetera. But I think some of it for me, when I started to realize that I was like pansexual was because I've just totally gotten rid of all of those labels in my head. Like they don't matter to me in terms of like what other people are wearing or doing or what jobs they have because they're not fitting that like gender typical box of like women are the secretaries and men are the CEOs and like, those stupid little things are like yeah like men wear suits and girls wear dresses to the weddings and I've always just been like wear whatever you want to wear like wear what makes you happy do the job you want to do like be a fucking badass bitch CEO and then hire all men to be your secretaries like I (laughs) (laughs) I've just totally like rejected all of that and I have for a very long time anybody that's known me before I've even like come out or came to the conclusion myself about my queer identity like I've always had that like viewpoint on life in terms of like women can do what they whatever they want to do I hate even the saying that like women can do whatever men can do because we're still comparing ourselves to men with that statement and there shouldn't be a comparison it's just 
like everybody can do what they want to do and everybody can wear what they want to wear and they can love who they want to love and so that kind of led me closer to the pansexual side of things just for my like sexuality because like gender in my daily life doesn't matter to me and it also doesn't matter to me in like my relationship and my intimate life like that kind of box or that labeling or that difference isn't really a difference to me it should be like who you are as a person and how you act and how you treat people and yeah everybody can have their like attractiveness kind of like preferences like some people you know they joke and you're like I like you know tall dark and handsome like you can have your like preferences and that's where I'm talking about more like that uh, performance for me because the gender doesn't matter but yeah like I'm I'm have things that I like find more attractive than others in terms of how people are expressing that and like performing their gender but I don't care about the actual gender I hope that makes sense because it kind of is confusing to me (laughs) (laughs) um the next question was was I nervous about anything at all in the process like coming out or even just it being new I feel like sexualities other than heterosexuals aren't talked about enough so it can be scary if you don't know which I agree it definitely can be scary I toy back and forth with like was I necessarily like scared about it? No. I feel like the only thing that was kind of nerve wracking was just my like presence on social media because it's interesting to have the whole world looking at you or like, you know, the opportunity that the whole world can look at you and judge you or, you know, fucking condemn you or or hype you up or like whatever. And you never know what is going to happen or how people are going to react. So to think about from like, um, a quote-unquote normal person's perspective like they have their friends and their family but now I have like all of you guys for example everybody who's listening to this like I'm trying to get y'all's approval or like hoping that you guys don't hate me or like little things like that which I think since 2018 when I knew that something was a little off <laughs> I have tried really hard to make my space a safe space just for myself but in turn it has made it a safe space for like other queer folks to like find me and know that like my channel or my instagram or little things like that are safe spaces even without me like being you know outwardly queer like i've never posted anything about it, i've never said anything about it but the way that i would talk about certain things and you know the songs that i would share or speaking up about different issues or of course you know attending pride before as like an ally and like little things like that of like coding my socials to be very like queer friendly like basically think gayler lore you know taylor swift being gay but like marissa lore what is it i can't even make gayler because gayler's nice what is garissa no (laughs) 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 but that's what i was trying to do in terms of like dropping these easter eggs or dropping these hints kind of i guess in the same way that i did with like all of my friends when i asked them all and was like my ex said this. Do you think this is true? Do you think I'm also gay? Like, <laughs> what are your opinions? Is like I was dropping all these hints to see how like my social media would react and like what would happen. And like if I post a wrong thing, am I going to like not that the followers like matter to me? I literally could give two shits, but I just was trying to put feelers out before I would ever like just make something or make this huge post or like whatever and quote unquote come out. It, I think that was the most nerve-wracking for me. But it wasn't even, like, heightened. If I had to rate it, it was only, like, a three or a four. Because at the end of the day, I am me. And I only want people who do support me in my life. And if you don't, like, I want you to unsubscribe. I want you to unfollow. Like, I don't want you to be here. 
but it was still kind of intimidating. Well, with what? The amount of people that you think would unfollow and unsubscribe to you? No. Because, I, I, again, I don't care about that. I was never thinking about people unfollowing. I just was like, I don't know. Like, I think of, and this sounds so weird because you guys, you're listening, and I feel like I'm talking to you, but none of you are here. But, like, I feel like all of them are, like, are my friends. And so, like, it was, like, coming out to, like, a friend. And, like, it's just that little, like, antsy butterfly feeling where, like, how I don't they want to take it. How yeah, like you you want to think you're like, oh, I know this. So like, they're my best friend. Like they love me, and like it'll be fine. But then you're still just kind of like, so <laughs> <laughs> I have something to tell you. <laughs> and I don't, it was just kind of like that. Like I wasn't really worried about yeah, like losing quote unquote followers. It was like like actual friends, and like I didn't want to disappoint anyone. And I think at that time, most definitely in my like sorority era, I was a huge like people pleaser but also like a I I strived for everyone to like me and I wanted people yeah just just to like me like I wanted to be liked and I didn't want anybody to like think anything negative of me or like anything like that and on social media but also like in my sorority and like in my daily life and in all my classes and with all my friends so obviously that could have gone hand in hand too like I just wanted to make sure everybody like still liked me (laughs) no matter like what I was if that makes sense I mean, it makes sense. I understand what you're saying and, like, trying to, you know, not want to lose anybody and, you know, you want to have, like, those people that you care about and respect to, like, still be there and still, like, you know, understand that what you're going through and still love you regardless of that. Yeah. But I... at the same time, you want to keep your space of, like, people that you trust and that, like, love you and doesn't want to, like make your life harder or anything you know what i mean like rude comments or like being disrespectful of like i don't agree with this like this is so whatever like the words are i'm looking for of like i don't agree with this like i think this is wrong like a follower that's been following you and you're like just like i get it but like this is my life and this is who i am so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that other than that like i wasn't really nervous about anything and i partially think that's because it took me a a while to kind of get to the point that I'm like even more vocal about it because I again I don't think I was ever silent about anything I just was never like specific about it being with me (laughs) because I've always spoken up for the queer community and I would get so and obviously this is like we need a whole episode of like things that looking back I knew I was gay but had no idea but like (laughs) I just think that Growing up, I've always been, like, that really strong ally. Like, I would literally, like, I would fight people and get in such big arguments about the queer community. And, like, why why did it hurt me so much? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why it meant so much to me. Obviously, I know now. But, like, I didn't know why it meant so much to me. So, I think that partially it wasn't, like, this whole nervous thing or it being new to me. Because, again, I've always been like this. It just wasn't like screaming in my face like I was then I was finally confronted with it when someone mentioned it and I was like oh the world is making sense now but it still took me even from that point like four years before like anything was even more apparent and then obviously until like this past year where I've actually said something on social media like said something in your your vlog where we went to go get your top surgery yeah 
whenever you finally came out and you finally said like yeah like i'm queer is, like yeah this queer is space because i am queer exactly and so that was like my first time actually saying something however i've been like this since 2018 so it wasn't something that was so new to me it's just taken me a while to finally like hard say it i guess so what i'm getting the hint is you're a hardcore down to the earth type person like i will fight for other individuals but for fighting for myself and like speaking my truth i would say was what you were having a hard time with i mean maybe internally externally because people would ask i would always reply with like which i do believe though i would reply with i just don't think that there's a point in coming out like more so because I don't think I should have to. And I don't know if it's one of those, like, it's not fair kind of things or, like, what it was. But, like, I just didn't think it was fair. Like, why why does this whole community have to do that? But nobody has to come out when they're straight. Like, we don't have this whole thing and you have to make a post on Instagram. Like, <laughs> I just don't think that that's right. And so, like, half of me, I never came out just because I didn't agree with the whole, like, concept or like the politicalness of coming out like i don't want to make a whole video about it i want to make a whole post about it like Mm -hmm. i don't think i should have to i think people should be and especially if we're being specific with like my following quote unquote like people should be following me because they like me and my content what the fuck does my sexuality have anything to do with it yeah and then why do i have to like prove that to them or like i don't owe anybody anything so like you either like me or you don't why do i need to make a whole post about who i like yeah the whole post thing sucks ass like it's the worst thing to ever do like i made sure whenever i came out as a trans man like i called all family members that i truly respected and loved Mm -hmm. and i was like hey i wanted you guys to hear from my mouth first before you read it on any type of social media posts or anything along those lines as i am transitioning and i want to be a trans man like Mm -hmm. this is what i'm doing and all of my family that I called, because I know certain people in my family wasn't going to be accepting of it, and I called certain individuals in my family, and I was like, hey, before I make this post, which is shitty that I had to make this post, or mm-hmm. I was making this post, instead of just changing my name and going along with it and just continuing on with my life, you kind of have, you made, I made a post. So, yeah, that's, that's something that I would say is like also shitty about it Mm -hmm. and I completely understand not wanting to just like make a post and why do we have to make a post instead of just living our lives and going through it right like I want it to be especially like whenever we have kids I don't want to make a whole thing that our kids have to come out to us I feel like I just want our kids to be like this is my boyfriend this is my boyfriend this is my girlfriend yeah or like this is my partner and we just go okay like I don't want them to ever sit us down and be like mom I'm gay like you shouldn't do that. No. I shouldn't have to be doing that. So I think the whole concept of that makes me so upset. And so I just never wanted to. But I did want to say something. And obviously Cohen's like top surgery vlog, because if you weren't, and I said this in the vlog, if you weren't paying attention to these little Easter eggs or you like haven't been noticing little things like that, obviously even in like the clothing that I'm wearing, like we have pride mugs, like it's very fucking obvious if you paying attention. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I took it very like awesome with the fact of they're like, I had no idea Cohen was even a trans man. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm passing. So like perfect. You yeah. Know? And like, because that's not... what you want. Yeah. And like, it's, yeah, there's like two sides to all of that, but I wanted to say that in the vlog just because if you haven't been paying attention, like, I didn't want everybody to be like, what the actual fuck is happening? Like, I would have rather gotten those comments that's like, oh, congratulations, or whatever the fuck they said, and like, or I had no idea, versus 
what is happening. Like that seems way more like, I don't know. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with those questions. I would rather, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be like, here it is. So enjoy the vlog. Like, I don't know. So that's why I finally did it quote unquote. And then like, I don't know. I just think that it all happened kind of like naturally or kind of slowly for me. So it was never like a worry about it being new. Um, And really the only thing I was like, quote unquote, worried about was just, yeah, like how the internet would take it and like what that would, I don't know. Because we all know the internet does not take it the best way at times, especially with certain people. And whenever you're hiding behind a computer, you can say anything you absolutely want to, Mm -hmm. which I think is cowardly, Mm -hmm. my personal opinion. Instead of, I would much rather people not watch my video or watch or say anything on any comments that's going to be disrespectful mm-hmm. than to just not watch it and not comment on it. Like, you don't need to put your opinion on every single person's life. Like, you're living your life. You live yours. I'll live mine. Mm-hmm. And just don't watch my stuff. Don't leave a comment that's so disrespectful. I agree. So... Um, a question that I got as well, the next one is, is that part of the reason why you and your ex broke up? Which I would say, like, largely no. Because, again, he was okay with it, and I was, like, open about that with him. So that wasn't, like, the reason that we broke up. There was other reasons and whatnot, and most of them were just, like, your normal relationship stuff. Like, we fought about the same topics, or, like, we both didn't want the same thing out of life. And, like, we were on different, like, trajectories with our careers, and, like, just little things like that. So it was not the reason that we broke up but I would be lying if I didn't say like there was a part of me that was like I don't know like wanting to see what else was out there in the world in terms of like me coming to those terms with myself and then you know being in that relationship and just kind of like well this is it (laughs) I mean in my personal opinion I think that if you guys wouldn't have argued or if it would have been would have been a great relationship from the start I don't think you would have questioned that or like question oh like what what else is yeah yeah I agree yeah yeah and so I don't want that to come across yeah like it was the sexuality thing or like anything like that it had nothing to do with it but because the relationship was already on the outs and like whatever yeah those questions like crossed my mind but it, it was not the reason that we broke up and it was not like a factor in our breakup, like the actual breakup. It was just something that, yeah, did start crossing my mind once I knew that the breakup was coming or like it was inevitable. And I was like, oh, like I'm very interested with what is going to come next in my life in that regard. A sexy trans man. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> Who would have funk? Who would have funk? Uh, just playing volleyball one day and hi, I'm Cohen. I'm a trans man. <laughs> Um, The next question was, was your sexuality ever a touchy subject in past relationships? So, no, because I don't, I just wanted to answer this one, even though I kind of already did, because I didn't know if I was clear that I didn't know this until my last one. So I've never been with anybody else other than my most recent ex who knew this, because I also didn't know this. (laughs) So it was just my recent ex that, like, I figured this all out with, and then now I'm with Cohen. So I've never had any issues with past relationships, because it was not something that I even knew myself. (laughs) And then, oh, we just answered this. Do you feel there was a need for you to come out or was it implied enough like in your videos? I think the one good thing that came from that actually is that I realized how many queer folks are following me. 
Mm-hmm. And like it kind of made me tear up because I was like, I did what I wanted, which was to create this like queer safe space. Mm-hmm. And like so many people said that once I finally like verbally said it. But what made that apparent to me, obviously, is like like new people weren't finding that vlog and just like responding. It was people that were like, I've been following you for years. It's like they were already established like subscribers and followers who were also queer, gay, lesbian, trans, something that were like already in this sphere with me. And I just didn't know it because obviously not everybody comments on things like everybody's kind of like, you know, a secret watcher. Like I never comment on YouTube videos, but I'm like an avid watcher. So I know a lot of people do that. So I don't know. I just made my heart so happy that like once I finally did say something like all of y'all came out of the woodworks and was like, I've been here for years and this makes me so happy. And like and it made me so happy. So I did think it was implied enough in my videos and I didn't want to make one that's like titled like. I'm coming out like I didn't want it to be this whole thing but I am glad that I did actually say it though because it like I don't know it made my heart full to know that like so many of y'all are here with me and like I don't know I mean in my personal opinion the one thing that I would say about this is it sucks like you said to like you have to physically say those words for certain people to just let it click and let Mm -hmm. it like come in Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's the only thing that, like, confuses me about that aspect of it. As, like, you know, you f- did you feel like you needed to come out or did you not feel like your videos? You feel like your videos, that when you watch them again, like, you know, they're very queer-friendly. They're very, you know, LGBTQ+, everything. Mm-hmm. But for certain individuals, they're not seeing those things that, they're, that, you're, pick- that you're putting down. And, you know, I think you it's because say it. they're not in the queer community, though. Yeah. Which, again, should have been a red flag because the amount of things that I have or, like, the amount of knowledge that I have on the queer community and all of those queer-coded things <laughs> and, like, the nuances and, like, I just I just knew and I was already following a lot of queer people. And so, yeah, I would pick up those things, like, when I would watch YouTubers. Like, a lot of them I knew before they ever, like, came out. I was like, I bet. And that's because, like, you do pick up those things because you're aware of the, like the stereotypical cuffed jeans or like little shit like that like but if you're not in the queer community and you don't know anything about the queer community or the queer lore or like any of that like you're not gonna know which is funny because aka you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i literally don't know like the little nicks and things like i'm just more so better at just reading people like you watch videos and you're just like i bet and then because i pick up on the performance aspect of it where you're trying to like i guess read people in their interactions but like I don't, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. I just mentioned to Cohen, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, oat milk is gay. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, why is oat milk gay? And he had no idea that that's, like, <laughs> a very, like, big thing in the queer community. Because most queer people are vegetarians or vegans. And, like, it all goes together. And most queer people, like, thrift. And when you try to ask that, and you're like, why do all the queer people, like, thrift and all these things? And, like, we're usually just more, like environmentally conscious and like just and why are all of those things like associated with queer folks I don't know but I don't know there's just like little things like that that I pick up on and I've always known even before 2018 quote unquote because again I was very invested in the queer community red flag but <laughs> <laughs> I just picked up on those and I wanted to make sure that I was always like respectful to people in my videos and like when I was talking about things and people that I would meet and like no matter what, if I see someone who's, like, visibly queer in public, I will always compliment them. Like, I'm just, like, I love your shirt. I love your hair. Like, I, like, I love you. (laughs) I just, if I see, like, (laughs) queer folks in public, I just want to be their friends. And I've always been that way 
red flag. But Cohen has no fucking idea. Yeah, no idea. No idea. And I also want to step back and say that I bet you the oat milk as well, too, is usually like, you know, the hot people have stomach issues. Yep. Yeah, so I'm totally one of those. And I didn't know oat milk was like an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a gay thing. Yeah. So. Also Trader Joe's. Yeah, I had no idea about Trader Joe's. <laughs> no idea. He's never been. No, I've never been to Trader Joe's. He also had no, like, I have a whole playlist, again, before I was out, yeah. of queer artists and yeah. singers and stuff like that. And when I first met him, and I was asking him, like, if he had people like that, and he was like, no, like, I don't listen to any. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you don't have queer folks like that? And and so I had to show him all of my, like, artists and all these things that he, he didn't have. Yeah, so with Trader Joe's and everything else that has... I would have to say is probably just more so of like the way that I was raised and like born. Like I was raised in like a southern town. You weren't exposed to the queer I community like that. I wasn't exposed to the queer community. Like if I would have lived up in Columbus and had more of the LGBTQ plus friendly, like, and then also we also got to take in consideration like my age. Mm-hmm. You know, like back then when I was in high school and in elementary school, like that shit wasn't talked about. That was no, a yeah. no go. Like, and, and, the military, there was a don't ask, don't tell policy in yeah. order. And I think social media has a big thing to do with that too. Because yeah, I didn't have social media. I had a fucking flip phone. Exactly. So you're not really exposed to it on the daily or anything like that. So yeah. I think all of that, yeah, all makes sense. And it's just funny. And we need to go to Trader Joe's and get oat milk latte, lavender mm. oat milk lattes. Like there's just so much lore that you don't know. And even when I'm telling him like all the lore with, like, the Gaylor stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like, she has a whole song about lavender haze, and lavender is a really big color in the, like, lesbian community. He's like, why? And I'm like, bitch, you were a lesbian for, like, 20 years. What do you mean? <laughs> How do you not know? I, I literally still have yet to really understand the terminology for lavender <laughs> at this moment. Like, I still have no idea why it's even in, in the LGB, like, Q plus community. I have no idea. But it would also say, like, the only education that I ever got on the LGB to L- the only edu- yeah <laughs> the only queer. the only information i ever got on the queer community was from the l word whenever i was a kid and the l word had one trans man in it and it didn't really fit my like that person yeah. it didn't fit me and i felt more with shane and i was more of a shane person like everybody was like yeah you're a shane junior person i bet you a it. lot of your followers are going to be like fuck going <laughs> he's yeah shane was not the nicest shane oh, was like no. Shane was the best, like the coolest person on the show. In all honesty, everybody loves Shane. Shane's cool as hell. But left a, um, I forget what her name was, uh, on the fucking altar. <gasps> left her. You would do that to me? No, never. Not now. Not the person I used to be. I probably would have. Yeah, we're gonna have to have ready. a recovering fuckboy <laughs> episode. We'll have Cohen back to tell him tell all the stories <laughs> from his fuckboy days. But but yeah education wise i did not get it whatsoever and i'm getting it way more now and i love it so the next question i got asked was what was my reaction to cohen when he told me he was trans so we also answered this one before Mm -hmm. and my reaction was literally no reaction because again gender really doesn't matter to me and i was already infatuated with him based on like how he was acting and his vibes and whatnot so as soon as he just like introduced himself to me and that was his first words. He goes, hi, I'm Cohen. I'm a trans man. <laughs> well, in all honesty, with that, like, I just saw, like, everybody on their team had, like, super colorful hair. Um, you can tell that, that certain Again, people. Again, queer-coded. Yeah, very queer-coded people. And, um, like, you can tell that that was just a queer-friendly f- 
space. So and you felt safe to say that. I felt yeah. safe to say that to all of them. But I will say, like, before I came to you and told you I was a trans man, obviously that was before my top surgery and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you were, like, you, I know you and Allie were sitting there talking and you were like, yeah, like, I don't know what their pronouns are. Well, yeah, uh, the moment I saw you before you actually introduced yourself to me, I, again, queer coded. So I was like, I knew you are part of the community in some way. <laughs> But I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you are just, like, non-binary. Like, that was my first thought. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they probably are just, like, they, them. Like, I didn't want to assume either way. So, like, I was using they, them pronouns with, like, everybody on the team until you introduced yourself and said that you were a trans man. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then it was fine. Yeah. But my reaction was literally nothing. Like, he said that, and I was like, oh, hi. And then we started talking, and, like, that was literally it. <laughs> like, it wasn't, like, this whole excited thing for me. Like, I wasn't like, ooh, but I also wasn't obviously disgusted. Duh. So, like, it was just normal have you ever met a trans man before no until me yeah i will have to say that's like or i mean i've definitely like met them like at pride or like little things like that but i've never mm. like been friends like i've not had a trans person in my like circle i've had obviously many many queer people but not anybody that's trans you have some non-binaries and stuff like mm-hmm. that correct that's the thing for me is i've never really had a trans friend or besides chris now but I've never really, like, met a trans man mm-hmm. before. And then I've never really, like, met non-binary people until one time in California. So it was just different. And it was different for me because I also didn't know what that lifestyle was like. So I mean, I follow tons of trans people on social media and just, like, all sorts of queer people. So obviously the whole concept wasn't new to me. I knew what it was and obviously, duh. But, yeah, it really wasn't anything different. Like, he could have been, like, I, my name's Cohen and... I like margaritas and I basically had the same reaction. (laughs) It was nothing to really react to. The next question, did my parents accept me easily? I would say, yeah, like my mom kind of in the same regard had no reaction when I told her. And I also talked in depth about this on Cohen's channel when we did the hot seat. So you guys can go and watch that for sure. But my mom did not really react at all. Like she just kind of kept the conversation going when I told her, um, and again, really, I only came out to her, quote unquote, because I had to tell her that like me and my ex broke up and then like I was, I don't know how to explain it, but like I just felt obviously the need to tell her, duh, she's my mom, but it was very like casual. Like we were just eating sushi at a restaurant and <laughs> I was like, so I think I might be by like, <laughs> and she was just like, okay, yeah, like this sashimi is really good, right? And I was like, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> I remember you were texting me yeah. and like talking to me and stuff about it. And you were like, I just told my mom. And I was like, what did you tell your mom? And you're like, I told her that I was bi. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, you didn't bring me up into this conversation yet, did you? And Marissa was like, no, of course not. Not yet. And I was like, okay. Yeah, not I can't throw everything right there yeah. on the table. I'm bi and um, I'm talking to a trans man. so Which obviously my mom does not care either. Like well, yeah. she didn't have any reaction to Cohen. Mm-hmm. but Which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely love your mother. Um, this one also irks me and I want to ask him, not this person asked question, but the question was what clues tipped off my stepdad that I might've been queer. Cause this person watched your video when I said that like my stepdad mm-hmm. clocked it before my mom did. Mm-hmm. Cause when I came out to my mom and I asked her later, like, did you know? And she was like, no, I had no idea. <laughs> and, but my stepdad clocked it and told my mom to be like aware of it. A little prepared. A little prepared. A little prepared. <laughs> once my ex and I broke up, 
like my stepdad kind of was like well you might need to be ready brenda and my mom was like what like what do you mean <laughs> but i have no answer for that and i need to know so i'm gonna have to ask him like what tipped him off <laughs> because i again i don't do anything like purposefully like i feel like i'm just me and yeah there's little queer coded things about me but like i don't know i, I that topic is just so interesting to me um, do I ever feel nervous about sharing my queerness online? Obviously, we already touched about that in terms of, like, coming out. But now, just, like, the little weird, not weird, but, like, just, you know, quirky queer shit that I post. Like, I'm not worried about it at all. Like, I'll post whatever I want to post kind of thing. Of course, there's always that little t- voice in your head. Like, if I were to post a TikTok or something, it could end up on the wrong side of TikTok. And then I have all the, like the wrong kind of people seeing it and making hateful comments and whatnot, but that's not something that like I'm daily nervous about kind of thing. I think that it has a bigger positive effect that I talk about it online than if I didn't, because again, I'm just solidifying that this space is very queer friendly and just bringing more attention to that. And also just attention to the fact that like queer people are normal fucking people. (laughs) Like, I'm still doing the same thing I did six years ago, four years ago, two years ago, and nothing has changed about me. And everybody's just trying to live their life and be happy kind of thing. And I think that like some people, especially if you're not educated on it, and I don't want to get political or stereotype too big, but some of like the conservative folks who like, I don't know, kind of like demonize and weaponize queer folks and especially trans folks right now. I just don't think that they, they have no fucking idea. Like, about these people and just realizing that we're all just normal people so i think that if you are on that side like that more conservative side and have that kind of viewpoint like trans like the rhetoric around trans folks right now can be scary if you don't know because people just inherently like fear things that they're they don't know it's just kind of like until you do you gain more like information about it it's gonna seem like "Eh, i don't know about that thing and I think what you realize, and especially for folks that didn't know you were trans and like they loved you because you were just nice and you were you mm-hmm. and they were already obsessed with you. And then we were like, yeah, and Cohen's trans. And everybody was like, oh, and I'm hoping that it was kind of like a shock for some people that was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I used to think that trans people were this, yeah. like this story that they've been told in the media and that's not the case. No. So I think that it's way more positive for me to be talking about it, even in just like my in passing or even in just like this queer codedness and just showing our lives to show that like we're, we're, we're just, just people. normal people yeah. and like there's nothing to be scared of and we just want to fucking pee in public and like <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like it's just so fucking funny to me. So no, I, I'm not really nervous about it. The next question I got is I noticed that the pronouns or I noticed that your pronouns changed in your bio on Instagram and how Cohen often uses they to talk about you on his YouTube channel. How did you come to realize that you wanted to use she, they pronouns? I also use those. Ah, I love you. (laughs) Essentially, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with like the pansexual side of things of like gender not being something that's important in my like relationship or intimate life. And then kind of just how I've always been all my life that gender wasn't important growing up in any capacity. And like, I was always fighting to like break those gender norms and not go with the grain in that regard. Um, I think it was just kind of like, once I started having just any queer kind of like 
conversation with myself especially with sexuality like then gender was up next you know you can't go through like two crises at once but (laughs) so I don't know right now I just included they because I just don't really agree with the gender norms or gender binary in general like I just don't think that we should be putting ourselves into boxes or labeling and stuff like that as we've already been through and just gender just doesn't play a huge role in my viewpoint on life or how I interact with people and how I interact like or think about myself and I've half she they because I'm still very much like identify with my like she herness it's such a weird concept to like talk about I don't really know how to like (laughs) fully encapsulate it but like when if someone were to refer to me as a she obviously it doesn't make me cringe it doesn't make me like feel uncomfortable because it doesn't fit because it does like I'm that fits me but also like they them fits because I also just I don't know like don't really agree with the whole gender binary in general so that's how we got to she they and it again wasn't something that I've announced or made a video on because there's no point in it and especially at this point I'm not dead set or upset about how people refer to me as so if you happen to look at my Instagram bot like it profile and see that in my bio great but also I'm not asking anyone to refer to me as anything different like it's just kind of also included and it's kind of just uh, just a thing like it's not a big deal for me like (laughs) nobody has to call me that (laughs) Cohen does on his channel more so but in in like real life I'm not asking people to like refer to me as they them or anything like that I would not identify myself as non-binary like I'm just she her they them (laughs) as you're talking about it i'm just looking at you and i'm just like smiling because like i personally feel like whenever this first got brought up there was multiple things throughout the time of like just the way that they present themselves like the way that you like dress and the way you act and certain things i waited a while to even like bring it up because i was waiting for you to bring it up to me and like for you to talk to me about it and one day we were sitting in the car and I was just like, yeah, like, are you not binary? And Marissa immediately was just like, I no, what? Like, it was I, the I, same thing when someone's like, you seem gay. And I was like, why do you think that? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, I can't have a crisis right now, Cohen. Like, you, we're going to have to talk about this later. And then we <laughs> continue to still talk about it a little bit. And it's just like with certain things and certain aspects of like how you carry yourself, the way you talk, the way you walk. Uh, your dress code and I mean there was just the other day I don't know what it was and you were like I hate men (laughs) and I was like what do you mean I hate the patriarchy yeah and I was just like well you can't hate men because I am a man I know I hate the patriarchy you're like I just hate cis males (laughs) but then the other day you were also like if I can lose my chest for like two days and then have my chest back like I would do that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's well, very yeah, non-binary. That's like I teeter on both sides. <laughs> exactly. So I can't, you're sitting here and you're like, I don't like say I would like to be they, them. Like, I'm like, but you, I feel like you do. In but a I, certain like, sense. I like that point. And that's, I don't know, like non, they, them, non-binary just doesn't fit right now with me. And as we talked about it before, like, I love the fluidity of it. So at some point, maybe, but like right now I'm very like comfortable using like she, they, because I like teetering on both sides. I like to dress more masculine most of the time. And obviously I don't ever wear makeup. Like I enjoy kind of curling my hair and obviously it's pink. So that's kind of feminine, but like my wardrobe is more masculine. I always wear like sports bras. I'm never like in a bra 
or anything like that in terms of like accentuating any kind of like feminine features of my body other than my hair. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just like, I don't know. I just, I just want to dress how I want to dress. Again, the whole like concept of non-binary is kind of like excluding labels and yet you're still trying to put a label on it. And so I don't know. I just want to dress how I want to dress and like she, they fits because I still like some feminine stuff, but like I usually feel more comfortable in a more masculine like attire as uh, I'm sitting here like man spreading my arms open, like sitting like. <laughs> <laughs> I would also have to say it's probably like during like certain times of the year as well too. The fall is, and winter is my mask era. Very much, yes. Like, very, like... Um, beanie, hoodies, yeah, beanie cargo hoodie, pants. Yes. Uh, whatever those button-up plaid shirts. Mm. Like, like, I think it was the picture. Actually, it was the picture with you in the hat with the uh, plaid shirt on. And, my flannel, yeah. yeah my flannel. old, like, profile pic. Yeah, your old profile pic. I loved it. Yes, you were like, I feel so good in this. Like, I look so good, and I, like, love what the way that I'm dressing in this. And that's when I was like, are you not binary? <laughs> and you're just like, I can't have the crisis right now. And I'm just like, okay. okay. I'm just, you know, I just wanted to bring it up. That's not a big but deal. Also, I, like, but also, like, yesterday at Pride, like, I felt really pretty. And, like, yeah. in my little skirt and my little workout set. So, but like, then, I teeter both. You also wanted to wear, you know, uh something else completely different that was more masculine yeah i was in that was part of my reason of being nervous about the outfit yesterday like i so most of the time feel very uncomfortable and like super girly stuff like i don't like wearing dresses or skirts and stuff like that like that's not i don't like it so i was nervous about wearing that because i just didn't know if i would feel confident and like how i always tell you when you're like does this look good like do i look good i'm much more like what do you feel confident in? Like, yeah. pick whichever you feel you're best in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was, like, toying with myself yesterday when we went, or Friday when we went shopping. I was like, what am I going to feel the most confident in? Because, obviously, I want to feel confident. So, like, am I going to feel confident dressing more feminine or masculine? And, like, my initial thought would be more masculine. Because I think last year I did a little bit of both. Like, I wore my cargo pants and my Converse. But then I also wore, like, a crop top. Yeah. And, like, little flower clips in my hair. So, like, it was very... I don't know, like, femme, but also mask. But then, like, this year it was definitely just femme. Like, I don't know. So I, I teeter, and usually I feel most confident, like, more masculine presenting stuff. But, like, I don't know. I would say the thing that also sucks is that we're also putting things in, like, a box of, like, being strong is, like, masculine. Like, And that's that, the point that I don't want to do. I yeah. know. I'm like, but, like, <laughs> your personality as well, too, is so, like, masculine. It's ridiculous. Like, very, very mask and 100%, like... Marissa is like, oh, you don't want confrontation? Let's let's fucking go. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this little smackdown that we want to do. And I'm uh, I'm gonna pretty much like break your ego type person. So and that's like very masculine things. Like that's the way men act as well mm-hmm. in a sense. So yeah. I can't go through a gender crisis. So next question. <laughs> Was there a time where I tried to reject this part of myself? And since, again, coming to the conclusion in 2018 that this was me, um, no. I feel like it's been kind of the opposite. Like, I've found so much peace in realizing who I was and, like, what I like or, like, I don't know, just little things like that that I've, like, completely latched onto it. And I've always 
done certain things or said certain things but like once I was like oh like I am queer and I feel so comfortable in this like queer space I like latched onto it where I'm like consuming every piece of media about it I want to follow all of like queer creators I want to support like queer YouTubers and queer businesses if I go to a farmer's market and there's anything queer or like someone running a booth like I want to go and talk to them like I I think I did the opposite like I just like hit the ground running and I wanted to like make sure that in my life or like in these videos again without like shouting from the rooftops and making a whole video about it but like I wanted people to know that I was queer without being like weird and like in your face about it kind of thing so I would look for ways that like I could like signal this or like again just if I see queer people in public like I always make it a point to like make eye contact with them and like smile and like I just want everybody to feel like super included and loved and like safe and I was so excited to like be a part of that because like it is my space like I've always been in it but like in my head as an ally and then I've just been so like comfy in it and it was actually kind of a point of contingent and like at the beginning of our relationship mainly because of a miscommunication or like misunderstanding rather yeah where like I I want people to know and I like being visibly like queer I guess in a way and Cohen was kind of worried that he's like well are you sure you want to be with me then because we're gonna look like a straight couple like I'm a man and you're a woman like is that gonna upset you that you're not in like this visibly queer relationship like are you sure you don't want to be with a visible like girl and like be in a lesbian relationship or whatever the fuck it is and I'm like most definitely because again it's not about the labels with me I don't really care about the gender like I want to be with you and I don't care how people perceive you like I can still be perceived how I want to be perceived and however we look to the public doesn't diminish what we actually are. So some people might think we're this, you know, cis straight couple, but that doesn't mean that we're not like we are who we are. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how people perceive us, but I can still be very like, for lack of a better word, queer coded. And people know that I'm queer without taking away from like what we are and what our relationship is. And I find peace in that. And I enjoy people knowing that like, I'm queer. I mean, just very much like whenever I have my clothes on and like no chest, you know, dark, uh, you know, deep voice and everything along those lines, I'm perceived as manly, Yeah. you know? So looking at it as like this does look like a straight couple, whenever we were talking about it, you made it seem like you very much wanted to be like perceived more as like just queer. Mm -hmm. And we are queer, but it's just to the terminology is like we're still a part of the queer community but everything about us looks so to say straight yeah but i think that's why i hit the ground running in terms of like i want people to know in public and not because i'm like i want everyone to know that i'm like queer it's more about like i just want people to know that they're like safe around me or like i don't know if something were to happen and someone were to feel uncomfortable or whatever like i just want to be that person that's in public where someone's like I know I can go to them. Mm -hmm. Like, I look like a person that would help me. Mm -hmm. I want to be that. And so I most definitely did not, like, reject it. And, like, I wasn't scared of it. I, like, I loved it. And I do love it. And I very much, like, I I just sit in it. And I love it. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I think it's amazing that, like, you didn't have those, like, second thoughts, those second questions, those second everything about, like, rejecting, like, you know, your sexuality and just being who you are. Because a lot of individuals, like, they go through, like, questioning, they hide it. They, you know, for, like, my transitioning, I 
wanted to transition and I came out as like, you know, I wanted to change my name and if I was to ever change my name, it would be Cohen and immediately got shut down from all that. And then I tried to hide it and like push it back down and was like, no, I, I'm not a trans man. Like I'm okay as being yeah. this person as a lesbian. And I wish everyone could have that experience and it definitely makes me feel like bad and whatnot. And not that I did this on purpose, but I also think I had that because I tried for so long to already create a like a space like mm-hmm. that. So like when the time came that I was like questioning that, I already was surrounded by people that I knew would support me no matter what. Yeah. And because I was already a huge advocate for the community, I was already very outspoken about it. I was already heavily involved. I was already attending every march ever. Like it was already a core part of my like belief system and personality. So I was already attracting those people in my life and like rejecting people in my life that I knew didn't support that because before I even came out to myself, that was a huge part of me and it's only gotten bigger. So I wasn't doing anything consciously, but I think that is a reason that like I didn't have to reject it was because I was already surrounded by people who supported it. Yeah. So like it wasn't scary. I would also say it has partially some of the things of like the way that you were also raised as well too is like your mother raised you to be an independent woman and Mm -hmm. respect everybody and you know you're going to make the decisions for yourself for your best self and like she supports you and like wants to follow you along on your journey of like learning the things with your life as well Mm -hmm. to where like you know where I was born and raised that and certain things of like how I was raised like coming out as a lesbian was shit yeah like, it was awful the worst thing possibly could have happened so and with all those things of so on and so forth of how that all works for like your life and other individuals that is able to just jump down and just start running with their because their family of certain things and the way they're raised and, and I just having that, that that's was the standard yeah like i just i'm very thankful yeah for my mom and like how she raised me and my sister and like the household that we grew up in in that regard because it was a very like empowering household Mm -hmm. it was very like independent but also like i had a safety net always but like my mom like empowered me and encouraged me to make my own decisions and to learn from my own consequences but to always be there when i fell and like it and all of that goes hand in hand with like being queer like i think a lot of people when you also think about like you know, raising queer children or whatever. It's like, you know, how did, how did they turn out gay and da da da? Or like, how did I fail as a parent? What did I do wrong? Yeah. And I'm like, it it all kind of goes hand in hand. Like what you're teaching your kid, whether it's queer or not, is just teaching them about love and accepting themselves as much as it is other people. So like the way that my mom raised me wasn't to be queer. Like my mom's straight, but like the way that she did it just made my life easier when that time came Mm -hmm. because I've already been instilled with all of these like fundamental beliefs of like I am worthy I am this without anybody else's like input or approval or like any like I just I've already been raised as that person so like being queer was easy in that regard in my household and I just I'm thankful for that for sure yeah 100% this is an awkward question I'm excited (laughs) It's just not things that I talk about. I know it's not, but the podcast can be other places that can, you can talk about your whatever life. Oh my goodness. So one question was just asked, like, what are the differences having sexual contact with men, women, non-binary, etc.? And as awkward as this question is, because I do not usually talk about, like, that kind of thing, what I will say is kind of on the same regard of, like, red flags that I should have noticed is, like, 
I didn't enjoy being intimate with certain people and do enjoy being intimate with other people. And I feel like I should have listened to that more when it wasn't enjoyable. And I'm not just talking about like the actual like enjoyment, but I'm saying like actual like comfortable feeling, like the desire to want to do that. Like there's so much that goes into being intimate more than obviously just like the sex and like the like finishing of the sex. Like I don't know how to, (laughs) I'm trying to do this in like the nicest way possible. Climax? Yes. Okay. It's so awkward. It's not awkward. Yes, it is. But there's, there's just a difference in that. And I should have listened to myself when it was the like not enjoying it, not wanting to do it, not feeling comfortable doing it, not having a desire to do it. But I just thought like everybody felt like that. And I felt like that was like, a should have been a red flag. But I don't know. I just, and I said this on Cohen's video that I just never thought that my experiences were that different or like that, like interesting in that regard. Like I just thought everyone was like that. Like, I don't know how else to say it than just like, I don't know. I just had been with like previous partners and never wanted to would have like, you know, months in between those kinds of things happening. And finding out that like that shouldn't be normal quote-unquote like obviously you should always want to and all of that's on your own terms and whatnot but like I don't know I I just think that listening to yourself in your body of like the people that you enjoy having sex with and like how that intimacy feels and doesn't actually feel intimate or like do you feel like you want to do you feel comfortable blah 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 I should have listened to myself because I just thought that it was normal I just thought that I this is how the world was going to be and then I was just doomed for eternity to like live that kind of life when really I just wasn't with the people that I should have been with or like being intimate with people that I should have been. And I think that's kind of important. I mean, you literally just said the word. It's it, We went months and my eyeballs got really big, right? Because I was like sitting here thinking like going months without like, like being intimate with your partner, like that's not a healthy relationship. It can be because there's also people who are asexual babies. So you can't forget those people. people yes. so there are some people that just don't enjoy that and don't ever want to do that. And that's totally fine. But that's come something completely different. But if you are someone that usually does and then you find yourself in a relationship not wanting to, kind of like dissecting why and like what about that is things that like you, you don't want to or whatever. So it's not to say that it's like an unhealthy relationship. It just, it just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't enjoy it and I didn't like it. And like, I just should have listened to that. And obviously I've said stuff before to like friends and there I've been like, you know, I, I could go the rest of my life without doing that ever again. And, and it's not even with a specific person. It was just like at the time, like just sex as a whole. I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good on it. Thinking that that's just how it always was going to be. And so I was like, why is everyone making this out to be something that like, it's amazing because it's really not. And like, again, I just thought every girl felt like this. I just felt like every girl had to just like endure sex with a cis straight man like this forever. (laughs) We're not talking about that. (laughs) I don't know how to say it without being weird on this podcast. So I don't know. It, It is different. And I just didn't know it would be different. I didn't know that there was different things out there. I wish like whenever I was younger, you know how like sex ed, everybody always made it like a joke and like certain things along those lines. And sex ed was not really sex ed for me. Like I didn't really have sex ed. Like, you know, I went to that 
that class and then whenever you come home and you talk to your parents they don't really want to talk about it they're just like yeah like I agree. babies come out of like when you poop and i'm like okay that's a lie <laughs> like i just learned in a sex ed it's not true so like i feel like if you would be educated a little bit more and like understanding of like actual sex what it is like oh, people yeah. wouldn't want to go and like find it from other places that like makes you feel uncomfortable in college we had and it might have been obviously like my major and minor and stuff like that because i was a women's gender sexuality studies minor also should have been a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) No straight person is a women's gender sexuality studies minor or major. Probably not. But whatever. (laughs) We had like, there was like a queer inclusive sex ed class. And like, it was like mind boggling. It was literally just like, here's how to actually take care of you and your body and your partner and how to like ask for consent and ask to make sure that everybody's okay and like what they like and like, but they were also real and raw about it and talked about like, you should be enjoying it and like, you should be like ecstatic. Like consent should be like exciting. It should be like, hell yes, I want to have sex. And then I was like, I've literally never experienced that. Like I've just been like, sure. It's more of a chore. Yeah. Like Like certain people have that relationship that's like more of a chore thing mm -hmm. than like an intimacy, like love, like But I just thought that's how it was and that's what I thought everybody was experiencing until like stuff like that was talked about. So I agree with you that like sex ed and this is something that I, I, whether it's like queer inclusive or not, but like just sex ed and talking about it is important because I didn't know that those things weren't normal until it was talked about. And I was like, oh shit, like then I started questioning again, like all of that kind of stuff. Like, why don't I like that? What is it that I don't like? Is it this? Is it this? Like, why am I just like totally turned off by any like thought of that? Like, but then I get into a relationship that is like queer and I'm like, that is exciting and ecstatic and like all of these things that I've never experienced before. So like there is a difference and obviously it's going to be different for everyone. So I can't like speak on like what is exactly the difference between it, but like I don't know if you have those inklings and you're sitting here like I don't know I just don't like it I'm like well and I said this to Allie one of my friends she's actually um gonna be in next week's episode we're doing happy hour with her we recorded it earlier this week and she mentioned that we had a conversation last November because she was with her ex now at the time like but that was her boyfriend and she said like Marissa I just think like I'm like asexual like I just don't want to and I jokingly but like truthfully speaking from experience I was like um maybe you're gay. (laughs) I was like, if you don't like having sex with them, maybe just, just maybe you might be gay. And, (laughs) and then like, you know, six months later, she's like, Marissa was right. And, but like, that's just kind of like speaking from experience. Like I just have not enjoyed intimacy like that. And now I do. And it wasn't, and it wasn't even like specific to the partners. Like I'm not trying to like bash on my exes because like, like it just as them as people and whatnot like they were fine it just it just didn't work like (laughs) in the the best way possible and in the nicest way possible um i like this next question and i don't want to speak for the whole community again and like google is your best friend but i'm gonna explain what it is to me but the question is what's the difference between being queer and gay And queer, the word queer has a lot of like historical meaning behind it. It isn't something to take lightly. You should definitely like research into it because um, like it's just big and it's powerful. But for me, outside of like all of the historical meanings and like the powerfulness behind the word itself, just being queer and identifying as that, um, 
typically gay means that like you know if you're like a gay woman or a gay man like you like that same sex like lesbians like guys like guys like that's being gay in general queer more so when I use it in passing like when we're talking like this and I'm like talking about the queer community you're kind of just encompassing um everyone and so you're saying like it's the lgbtq plus community like it's just the queer community is how i'm referring to it as but queer in and of itself does mean something else and it is very powerful so definitely look into it um and i usually again in passing just say queer because i'm not like gay and i don't want to say like i'm gay because people might think that i'm like a lesbian and i only like women and like that's just not the case but it is also much easier in passing than saying like I'm pan or like I'm bi or whatever like that because I think bi is much more mainstream now especially like people understand that but I still get questions about like the pansexual side of things and so it's just not as easy to just like in passing be like yeah I'm pan so usually when I'm talking I'm just gonna say like I'm queer because I'm not like a lesbian and so I'm not gay I'm a part of the community and it's easier to just be like I'm I'm queer than have to explain everything <laughs> so that's how I take it um when I'm talking about it like this but the history of queer is really interesting and powerful so please look into it um the next one that I had is I'm not gonna name it what do you mean the question is my first girl crush I'm not gonna name them mainly because I've never told them this person that so like that'd be like (laughs) outing myself (laughs) (laughs) Of, like, all the times that we hung out, like, secretly, I was, like, crushing on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, like, confessing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do still have a lot of, like, admiration for this person. But obviously, like, I'm with Cohen and this isn't, like, that huge girl crush where it's, like, I'm in love with you. Like, that's not what this is. But, it, like, your first little, like... I mean, yeah, if she tries to reach out after this, I'm just... You gotta know your steps, man. Come on. Now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Back no, up. No, nothing would ever happen. <laughs> like, whatever. But I will say that it was... A girl in my sorority, but all the girls in your sorority now are gonna be like, Marissa, was it me? Was that me? Was that was I the one that you had a crush on? No, <laughs> nobody texts me. <laughs> but you I'm said not you had a them. crush. You had a crush. Was it me? Was it when we cuddled one one night? Was that it? I've never cuddled with any of my sorority <laughs> sisters. Okay, <laughs> it was it was like quite literally one of those just crushes from afar, like where I was like, yes, they're pretty and like. I have a little, like, schoolgirl crush kind of thing. But has Nothing's ever come from it. No, we've never done anything. And, like, I've never cuddled with any of my sorority sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question is more of, like, some advice. Like, feeling valid in a straight-passing relationship. And, I don't know, you sound, whoever asks this, you sound more, like, in line with me. Where, like, you're wanting people to know in a way but also like you don't really care we're like cohen's very much comfortable because obviously he is a man and he likes to be passing as a man duh so like he's completely okay with like us passing as a straight relationship because like that's fine for him and i don't mind in theory that we pass as a straight relationship because again we kind of already touched on it the like we know what we are and that's all that matters but if you are just kind of like looking for like that validity like if you are bi probably or pan and you're just trying to like feel valid about that. Something that has just helped me is kind of like queer coding myself. And like, I don't know, like it might sound really weird, but like I like the converse and the like cuffed sleeves and cuffed jeans and like thumb rings and like any of those stereotypical kind of like 
queer things or like buy things or whatever that you can kind of like do for yourself personally like it just made me feel better especially with my ex like again he was very accepting of it and it wasn't like a point of like conflict or anything like that but we were most definitely a passing straight relationship no questions asked but I still wanted people to know that like I'm, I'm a little fruity you know a little a little fruity so yeah I would do all of those like little things and kind of like in a funny way make sure that like I looked queer so that way I could feel more valid about myself um so I don't know if that's like helpful or not but I don't know supporting like queer businesses and like getting just things that like made me happy but were like little hints at things um really helped me but also just knowing that like you don't owe anybody anything you don't have to prove anything to anyone so like you're in a queer relationship period i'm not gonna lie about this question i find myself really wanting everybody that i come into contact with to know that i am a trans man regardless if they're okay with it or not but it's just like you know everything that comes in with that line if i can cut off like my boob area my chest area for all my (laughs) shirts to show my scars so i don't get put into that box of being a straight cis white male um obviously like the way i dress can be in a sense of like people would not feel comfortable coming up to me because i again like i am as i look like a straight white male and I don't want to be perceived as that whatsoever and I would want everybody as I possibly can to know that I am a trans man because I like again I don't want to be put in that box because the privileges that a lot of straight white males uh cis straight white males get brought up into this world I've never had that and I don't want people to think that that's something that Mm -hmm. I'm a part of I don't want to be in that box I hate that box. I don't want that box. You chose the box. I chose the box, which (laughs) sucks because I don't want to be in that box because I'm not in the box. I'm completely out of the box because I'm a trans man and I was raised a a female. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have no idea intentionally. Like, there's literally a thing. I was, like, shaking the fucking hands. Mm -hmm. Like, the way you shake hands, like, indicates, like, who you are as a man. And I'm like, that is fucking stupid. Like, please do not put me in the box because I do not know how to shake hands. I'm, like, very whatever it is like certain guys that shake my hand people probably think that i'm fruity because i don't shake it very firm like with like how they do it you have a flaccid handshake Uh, yeah like you know my dad never raised me to be a man and to shake hands like this you know like i never had that so like weird stuff stupid it's the stupidest thing ever so don't i never i want to be perceived as a trans man every single time people see me as like just being queer uh, as a trans man, and I don't want to be perceived as a straight white cis male. That's just not what I want to do mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. So, if there's any ways that you guys know that I could be, like, if I need to cut off the chest part no. in every shirt, I swear to God, I will. No, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> um, the next question was, how did I discover my place in the queer community? And the only thing that comes to mind that I think helped me out a ton was literally working at Starbucks. Like, once I was at the point that I, like, I don't know, like, I was out to, like, myself and my friends, my immediate circle. Like, I was, you know, leaving Easter eggs on my, like, socials and whatnot. But I didn't have really a queer community other than the community that I followed on the internet. And so I specifically applied and worked at Starbucks because I know how, like, queer-friendly they are and that a lot of the people that work there are queer. And I just was longing for queer friends. Like, 
I wanted people in my immediate circle that were queer. And so I specifically looked out jobs like that. Like I, that's why I went to Starbucks. Um, and if there's something that you could do on that regard, like that's what helped me find like my place in my little mini queer community. Um, but in general speaking, like you, you have a place in the queer community because you're queer period, but it is really important to like find that immediate circle and having queer friends can help a ton with like just your mental health, but also like your experiences and whatnot. Like not everybody's going to be able to relate unless like they're also queer and they can kind of go through those things with you. But I, yeah, if you wanted to, you know, switch jobs, I don't know how old you are, what your career or job is, but literally working at Starbucks changed my life in that regard. I would also say that Stonewall has a lot of like events and um, not really so to say like therapy sessions, but like group um, organization type things Mm -hmm. to where people can meet up with other individuals um, and carry on conversations and kind of relate to each other. So for my transitioning, I was a part of um, a trans like a group session with people and I met a lot of other trans folks in the Columbus area meeting more people a part of the queer community is very very helpful for not only to like relate to other people and understand what you're going through regardless if that's relationships or if that's you know family issues or family dramas um you know having that safe place that safe like comfortability of like being able to like reach out and i mean you're more than welcome to reach out to marissa or i on instagram and be like hey i've had this issue with my family or my friends i don't really know how to address it or what to do no we are not therapists so like we can't really help in that scenario of like helping with like mental health but like Mm -hmm. we can give you like some help through possibly you know coming out as a trans man if it's trans individual that's listening or um you know talking about it to family members or friends and then knowing the lines that you're supposed to know of allowing people to to step those boundaries of like if you are a trans man and people are still saying she her um i don't tolerate it like continue to still fight for like your pronouns and what you feel comfortable as Mm -hmm. um and definitely having that safe place that friendships and stuff along those lines of being able to like hang out with them or talk with them or carry on conversations and stuff and it's very nice to have like people that relate to you and understand what you're talking about and has been through it either a themselves or i've known other people that's been through it as well too the next question is what is my advice to someone questioning being queer or bisexual Mm. Mm. um i think like blanket statement if you're questioning it, you probably are. <laughs> because as I've learned, again, I thought these are all experiences that every girl goes through, but like straight girls, they don't, you know, like think girls are pretty in that way. And straight girls don't question if they like girls in that way. And I'm just saying like straight anything. Like I think that it's interesting how many people like truly do. They're like, well, yeah, no, everybody thinks that like, girls are pretty and hot and like all these things and it's like to an extent like yeah like you hype your friends up and you're like yes like you look hot but like if you're like you know seeing pictures of girls or you're on tiktok and you're like wow she's like really pretty you're probably a little fruity (laughs) (laughs) if you're questioning it you're probably fruity because straight people don't question it that is what i have learned (laughs) see on my end i agree to an extent but because of my past history of like the amount of females that i dated that 
are now in a straight relationship with But that doesn't kids. mean that they're not bi. I still don't think some of them actually were okay, bi. Okay, here's the I thing. I just think they were a little curious. That's the thing, though. Like, as soon as, like, they're they're curious. They, if they, <laughs> if you are a girl who has actually quite literally had sex with another girl, then, like, and you've done it multiple times and you enjoy it, you're not straight. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> these people are not straight. <laughs> I don't know. I feel Whether like Whether or not they've come sex. to those... No, whether or not they've come to those terms on their own, or again, all of these people grew up with you also in a very unaccepting environment. Like, that was not something that you're really allowed to do where you guys grew up. So they could be much more scared to come out about that. But also, like, someone asked, like, how do you feel more valid in a straight passing relationship? Just because you're in a straight relationship does not mean you are straight. So these people could be queer just because they're not coming out, they're not making the post about it, just because they're not dating a girl does not mean that they're not queer. (laughs) So you can still be bi and have a husband and kids. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there's a shit ton of gay girls. Uh, yeah. And bi girl. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> but yeah, like, if, if you are curious, and like, curiosity killed the cat, like, you could try everything once. It doesn't mean that, like, you know, you're like, I don't know. That doesn't mean you're just, like, full-on lesbian. But, like... <laughs> You know, I don't know. Or you could be. Or you could could jump into that relationship or to like having sex with that person. You're just like, damn, this is really what it's supposed to be like this whole time. (laughs) I've been missing out on this shit. Oh my gosh. Shut up. (laughs) I think my tip for you is to like, and this goes life advice, but also like, you know, queer advice is make decisions every day that make you happy and get you closer to the point that you want to. And like things that just feel right. Once I've started doing that, like, in 2018, like, my life is just, like, aligned and, like, things are, you know, getting pushed out of my life that aren't supposed to be there. Things are getting brought in that should be. And I've never been more at peace and, like, happier. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't kind of listen to those curiosities. And and not even just about sexuality, but, like, you know, I've always been like, wow, it'd be so cool to live in a bus. And then I just kind of, like, kept growing and growing and growing. And now we literally own a bus and we're renovating it. Like... And I've never been happier. But if I was like, wow, that'd be kind of cool to live in a bus. And then, you know, two years ago when I rented that van and spent a week in Colorado, that's, you know, trying that curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I it turned out I fucking loved it. And it, here we are again. But if I would have tried it and been like, actually, it's not for me, that's okay. So like life advice, try it. Yeah. But also, yeah, like your curiosity is like, try it. <laughs> you never know until you try. And... As long as you're making the decisions and obviously like doing whatever you think would make you happy in that moment, then you really can't have any regrets because like you tried it and it wasn't for you and now you know. But I think that's something that was eating me away when I first started to question it is like, I don't know. And then I was like, I don't want to live my whole life not knowing. And so like I needed to know. And I don't know if that's the same for you, but... I think you should just try it. And I think it also starts with like little things like get some queer friends, like if you don't already have some and like kind of like dip your toes in the community. Like that's not to say like you just have to go out and have sex with all these people to figure it out because you don't have to. You could just start immersing yourself in that like community and being like, yeah, this feels like home. Like this feels right. And that kind of helped me as well. Like again, obviously in my past relationship of like four years, obviously I wasn't out, you know, having sex with all these people trying to figure out my sexuality. Like I already knew it, And I knew because it felt like home in every aspect that I, like, experienced of the community itself, not just with the sex side of things. We're kind of, like, being funny and talking about that. But there is most, like, there's so much more to obviously being queer than that kind of shit. But 
I think you should just try it. And I think you should dip your toes in. And I think you should explore any kind of curiosity. And I would also make a statement as like, don't tell them that this is more of an experiment. Because telling somebody that they're like, I've never been with a girl before. Like, I would love to be from somebody that's been in the queer community my whole entire life. I've always been the person that they always wanted to experiment it with. And it's kind of like, honestly, like disrespectful. If you word it that way. And it's like, you use it as that. Like, I don't actually like you. I just want to see what it's like. Like, that's don't do that. Don't be mean. Don't do that at all. I think another thing that's kind of like funny, but I cannot not say that it didn't play a role in my like queer awakening was fucking TikTok, man. Like (laughs) in 2020, when the world shut down and I feel like it's been this like funny joke that like we all locked down and then everybody like started to become queer and everybody's like, what the fuck happened? And I don't, obviously it might just be in the queer community and what side of TikTok I'm on, but like starting on tiktok and then like seeing other like queer folks in that way or like i don't know like literally it just played a role (laughs) like i came across multiple people that would do little like series that were like the like red flags that i should have noticed like before i was like queer before i was gay or whatever and i just started to relate to so many of them and i was like interesting interesting like it just things started clicking (laughs) when I like got to hear other people's experiences of it and being like, okay, so like mine isn't weird or like mine isn't abnormal or like, oh, this isn't normal. Like, I don't know. It was kind of like validating. And so as funny as that sounds or whatever, but like, if you're not already, try to get yourself on like queer TikTok or gay TikTok or bi TikTok, whatever the fuck you think you are. (laughs) Just like go and try to find creators like that and like see what kind of content they are. Like as stupid as it is, it like the like, Things that I like that were queer, but I didn't know were made me gay, blah, blah, blah. Like watch that whole series through. (laughs) And I feel like if you relate to more of them than you don't, it's probably safe to say that you are. (laughs) Because I just kept finding myself in that situation time and time again. And I was like, well, okay. That is all that we're going to answer today because we've literally been recording for two hours. So if you guys want a part two, let us know. But I feel like we couldn't go through Pride Month without doing something like this. And I'm so thankful and happy that Cohen joined us for today. I know that you all have been begging for him to be on the podcast. I'm so excited. Like, this was fun. And I like how you opened up a little bit more about sexuality and (laughs) sex in general. So that's actually kind of fun. Cohen wants to start his own podcast. Yeah. But he wants me to be on it as well. Yes. Like a a queer couple talking about the things that a lot of people were like, eh, don't do that. Like, that's a no-no. The taboo shit. Yeah. And I'm all for, like, I don't like being put in a box either. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that, you know, because of... If you don't talk about certain things along those lines of like, you know, let's be like psychology here. You know what I mean? Of like, if you don't talk to your children about what should and should not be certain things that should happen, then you're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. And things like that could happen to them or, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things along those lines. So like, I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about. Like, less things happen, more people are able to come into their sexuality and really understand themselves and be like this shouldn't be a taboo thing it shouldn't be certain things that we shouldn't talk about or so on and so forth i agree 
you gotta let Cohen know. Yes, if you have you to let me know. Would like something like that. If you'd want like he's still trying to iron out his own details, but if you would like a like a couple podcast could I be on two different podcasts? <laughs> could I host two different podcasts? I don't know. Is that I've never heard of people doing like multiple podcasts, but they're like two different concepts and they'd be two completely different things. Two completely different things. Like you guys are very self-help and self-everything and Sunday reset. This is going to be Friday night. Have a couple of margaritas. If y'all have ever, and if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, Wild Till Nine, it's Lore DIY or Lauren from like YouTube. Again, I'm obsessed with YouTubers and all the lore of that. But Lore DIY and her husband now, or I guess fiance, they haven't gotten married yet, but started out as just her boyfriend. Now it's her fiance. They have a podcast together. I, I would think it's more of that vibe. So if you've listened to it and you love it, that's what Cohen and I would probably do if we were to do this. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's a really good fucking podcast. Um, and I super want- funny, super good. They have great conversations. And like, she is the queen of being family friendly on YouTube. And she like really started to open up on the podcast and like talk about, yeah, like taboo stuff and sex or whatever. Their first episode is called Craft Girl Fucks. And like, she was literally like, I'm not family friendly. Like, <laughs> so it's little stuff like that. So I don't know. He just mentioned it to me literally last week. And I was like, huh. So you have to give us your ideas. If you're listening on Spotify, click, you know, open your phone, scroll down like you would if you're looking at lyrics on a song, there's a poll and answer the poll. If that's something that you guys would be interested in and want to have happen, it would be something that, you know, Cohen would be producing, editing all the fun stuff Mm -hmm. and we would co-host it and stuff. But he had mentioned it and I don't know. I'm more excited in a sense, to do it as well, too, because, one, it's going to be also video. Yeah, because we live together, so we, we live can have together, visuals. We live together, so we'll have visuals, have, like, and I'm a very visual type person. Like, I would much rather see, like, the podcast and stuff. It just sucks for, like, Marissa and Alexis to, like, have visuals with theirs right now. Mm-hmm. And I think they're still wanting to, like, figure that out and, like, still have it to, like, still see. But, like, I very much want it to be, like, very visual, see us, be able to relate to us and understand. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of have that connection. And, like, you know, I've gone through this experience or I would love to know more about the queer community or so on and so forth about all of that. So that would Let be... Let us know. Yeah, that would be, be more conversations like this. 100%. <laughs> that sounds so much exciting as well, too. Yeah. We almost freaking forgot. We have today's Notable Quotable for today. We've just been talking so much. <laughs> so Cohen brought our Notable Quotable for today because obviously he's our guest and the guests always bring it. So read it. Even if you are not ready to live at your full volume, turn it up halfway and get there i love it i do too even though you are not ready to fully come out or to fully be your authentic selves you know turn that volume up to halfway point and continue to still fight to get to that that spot and Mm -hmm. keep that space your personal space and like your personal life um you know the best that you can for yourself and find those people to where you could turn that volume up and scream your life at the top of your lungs Mm mm-hmm I think that like turning it up as high as you can go like is your full volume but like as you come more into yourself like it it only gets louder louder and I think that's beautiful so as loud as you can go right now start there mm-hmm. and then it just keeps getting louder just keep turning that knob a little bit at a time and continue to still fight and move forward in life and you will get to your full volume very beautiful thanks bb <laughs> <laughs>
But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, this Pride episode and whatnot. Um, yeah, let us know if you want a part two. Let us know if you'd want, you know, a Cohen and Marissa podcast. Click yes. <laughs> say yes. Say you want it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, make sure you're following myself on Instagram and Cohen. It'll be linked in the show notes of this episode. And that way you guys can be a part of like the next Q&A or just kind of like keep up to date on all the things. I am so appreciative of you guys, you know, asking all the questions that you did and definitely asking them in a respectful way and being so kind. And I'm sorry if I didn't get to your question. Again, we've been recording for like over two hours, so we have to stop at some point. (laughs) Oh, we can go on for hours in all honesty. (laughs) But um, yeah, and I'm super thankful. There was a lot of people that also answered in that question bubble that were just like, thank you for doing this. And like I don't know exactly what you're saying and what we've been saying is like you have to talk about these things some people were just like I've never had anybody as open as like y'all do this kind of stuff so like it's super helpful to have a place to like kind of get those questions answered and like do it in a nice way in a fun way in a respectful way and just kind of like an education way but more in a lifestyle way too because this is just our lives and our experiences and whatnot so I appreciate all the kind words that were just like thank you for doing what you're doing and I just want to say thank you guys for being here and supporting always and just being so kind and also hyping me up in my Instagram post from Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Alexis usually fucking exits us now. I'll do the exit. There we go. Go ahead. I just wanted to say thank you as well, too, for everybody that reached out to Marissa on Marissa's Instagram of like, I'm so happy for Cohen with his top surgery and he should not wear a shirt for a whole year. Like, (laughs) go him. So I really appreciate your guys' support as well with all of that. Um, you know, the feeling of all of this has just been phenomenal and I really appreciate you guys as well. So thank you guys so much for listening in to It's a Non-Negotiable for Me. And I hope you guys are having a great Sunday reset and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. You won't. I will not. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys in my episode. (laughs) Have a good day, guys. Bye.